Just a heads up, this is probably going to be, without a shadow of a doubt, the most controversial message that I've ever shared on this given platform. For that reason, I expect the uh, digital overlords, the monitors, the fact checkers, etc., etc., to have a field day with what I'm about to tell you. And so I'm going to ask you if you agree with this message vehemently or if you disagree vehemently, please share it. Engage in the conversation. Get other people aware of what we're going to talk about today because I believe this is a big deal and I believe in less than 30 days what we have known as a lifestyle hangs in the balance. Welcome to Leading Leaders Podcast. Five-minute videos, five days a week. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast. Now, I know there are people on both sides and both extremes who look at a man like Donald J. Trump and they say, how could you call yourself a Christian and support his politics or his character or the things that he said, etc., etc., etc.? But I also think there's an extremely valid point to ask exactly the same question of the other candidate. If you listen to the comments made about racism, about the way that he touches little girls, about the way that he sniffs people's hair, and the challenge is that there's an extremely different way that the two people are portrayed, especially in the media. Now, having said that, I don't want to say anything else more about the two front-runner candidates, the two people that it seems we're voting for, personality versus personality. Because if you haven't caught on yet, the election is not about these two people, period. It's not. Nothing in it is. Ask yourself this question. What did the Representative Cortez mean when she said, we will not be going back to brunch? See, here's a little hint. There are many in a particular party who love the idea of homeless encampments in major cities. And I don't just mean that they're okay with it and accepting. They rewrite policies. There are policies that have been presented, policies that have been recommended that abolish the concept of a suburban area, a housing area where people have said, I don't want the downtown, I don't want the homelessness, I don't want the crime, I don't want the constant 24-7 traffic and sound of sirens. And yes, I've lived in those areas. I want to be in the suburbs. I want to get away from the traffic and get away from the noise and buy a little land and build me a house and kind of have my own little small fiefdom, if you will, my own, my own space to be. The Democratic Party as we know it today is not the Democratic Party of my mother and most certainly not the Democratic Party of my grandfather. But the Democratic Party today, the Socialist Democrat, or the Democratic Socialists, however you want to call them, or, or even those that go a little further than that into pure straight-up socialism and Marxism, they have an idea and a bill already presented in Congress, look it up if you don't believe me, that intentionally abolishes the concept of a suburb by saying, we want to take what we know as the projects or the Section 8 housing or the low-income housing that currently exists in major metropolitan areas in the downtown area. Many of them are extremely high crime areas. Many of them are extremely high drug areas. Many of them are high prostitution areas. Many of them are places where tyranny has taken over and the rule of law and order. There are some that the police simply don't go. 
You can watch television shows from the 70s and 80s and all the way through the 90s and the 2000s and see that this is true in many places. They don't tell on each other. They deal with their own form of justice. They don't recognize the police as an authority. They beat the living daylights out of them when they go in there. Just ask law enforcement in those areas. But this bill says that we will mandatorily take those kinds of places and give them the right to live in a suburban area. It doesn't take much math to look at a suburban area versus an urban area and realize that if you bus or move or relocate people from an urban area to a suburban area, they're not different anymore. The geography from downtown Manhattan to the upper island is not a major difference. The geography isn't the difference. It's the mindset. It's the lifestyle. It's do you throw trash on the ground and leave it there or do you manicure your lawn? It's do you wash your car every day or do you drive until the wheels fall off and then change the license plate to somebody else's car and keep driving? And yes, those are real world views. Those are real mentalities. I watched a 30 minute documentary this morning on a guy who worked for the homeless shelter for women to help women find a place to stay. At some point in his life, something snapped and he said, this doesn't make any sense to me. I don't like paying rent. Why should I have to pay rent when they don't have to pay rent? His words, not mine. And so he kept his job, but gave up his apartment, gave away all his stuff, and went to live in the caves outside of Moab, Colorado. Look him up. He's a little documentary on Facebook. But the concept of saying, I'm going to live for free off the land. I will eat whatever I can dig up out of the ground or whatever animal I can capture. He talked about eating raccoons that were literally roadkill. He talked about digging up onions right out of the sand. He said, I haven't had money in years and I don't need money. And I'm more free now than I was when I had it. But he does use the public library and he does live on public lands. And although he doesn't accept public assistance like a, a welfare or a, a food stamp card or anything like that, he does kind of count on other working members of society to provide for him. You catching on to that? See, the, the time that he gave up his job and gave up money altogether didn't relieve him of the necessity of eating or bathing or subsiding somewhere. Just the basic subsistence of life. There is a philosophy, a worldview, that says that we should all have exactly the same amount. We should all be on exactly the same playing field. That redistribution of wealth means that if you have a lot and someone else has little, the gap is not because you've worked harder, dedicated yourself more, focused more, spent more time worrying about what's going to happen in your world than they have. It's because you're unfair and you have advantages. Uh, Terrence Kay, I believe, is the guy who was interviewed by Dinesh D'Souza, and he asked him, you know, you grew up in the perfect environment to, to be a, a democratic socialist. Everything in your world said that's the way this guy's going to vote the rest of his life. What changed? He said, I woke up one day and realized they will give me everything they want to give me, not everything I want. And if I want something in life that's more than what they're going to give me, I have to go earn it. And then I realized the entire system, the way they had it stacked, would determine my level of healthcare, my level of income, the place that I would live, the kind of community I would live in. And that's not what I wanted. And I said to myself, I can't continue to live and vote that way.
Now, remember, I, what I've said from the very beginning of this particular podcast is I do not believe this election is about two people. As different as their personalities are, as similar as their personalities are, as different as their backgrounds are, as similar as their backgrounds are, they, in this particular cycle, are borderline irrelevant. What you're really voting for is a way of life. Let that settle in for a minute because I genuinely believe if you look at the bills and the policy of one side versus the bills and the policy of another side, the worldview of one side versus the worldview of another side, the idea of universal basic income does not mean everyone gets rich. If you believe their worldview and their philosophy that there's only so much pie, then currently it's distributed unevenly. Redistributing that pie doesn't mean everybody gets rich. If Bill Gates no longer has a several billion dollars, that doesn't mean everybody on the streets has a million. What it means is he has a lot less and a whole lot of other people have the same lot less. Think that through for a minute. If their worldview is right, if their philosophy is right, there may still be a few elites, but the rest of the world is going to be brought down to a level playing field. And that level playing field is going to be played on one truth. And you've got to think this through. How many headlines have you seen in the last 20 years where the headline is very salacious? The headline of the newspaper, the headline that shows up under social media, even the, the little trickle on the bottom of the news on the, on the screen. You read that and you think, wow, that's horribly offensive. I can't believe that. But when you watch the news report, it doesn't seem like it's anything about what was in the news headline. When you read the article, you think, well, that, that's nothing like what the headline said. Or I guess if you twisted it enough, you might believe that what they said in the headline is what the article is about, but not really. Or you see the salacious headline, you see the salacious news, clo news clip or news story, and then 48 hours later, they come back and go, oh, sorry, I was wrong. I mean, there's a particular uh, commentator who made comments about Mitt Romney when Mitt Romney was running for president. They later interviewed him and said, did you know at the time that you said those things that you were lying? He said, I absolutely did. I knew they weren't true because we'd done all the background and all the research on it. They said, well, why would you go on national television then and say that? And he said, well, the SOB is not our president, is he? The ends justify the means. No matter how large or small the media outlet, there are people who are willing to lie to your face, to smack you in the head with a broom and then tell you, no, it was a hug. To smack you again with a broom and tell you, seriously, I'm just hugging you. To hit you a third time, a fourth, a 56th time and go, it's just a hug. They're that brazen and lying to you. And then there are some who are just gonna come straight out and tell you. You've been lied to so long, let me tell you what I'm going to do to you, and I'm going to tell you now you're going to like it. And something reminds me of that old movie where the boys were at the school and the principal would smack them with a board and they would say, thank you, sir, may I have another? That's the place that we've reached in our society where you can be lied straight to your face. And you don't know if you should believe them or not because you don't know if they're going to recant their idea in 48 hours and say, yeah, uh, I was just joking. It's like every political campaign ad, every media news story should have the JK right after it. Just joking. Just kidding. I was just making it up because it, yeah, you know, it fed the uh, monster of opinion. If you believe that what's going on in Minneapolis, 
What's going on in San Francisco? What's going on in LA? What's going on in New York? With extremely high taxation, with average Joe people moving out because they can't get jobs, they can't go to work, the life there will never return to what it was a year ago. And it's by design. AOC was not kidding when she said, if we win in November, you will not be going back to brunch. Everyone will live like San Francisco. The concept of urban areas and suburban areas, they will be merged together. 5G will be everywhere, autonomous cars, autonomous law enforcement. They will do whatever they want to do and you will like it. Thank you, sir. May I have another? And if you think I'm exaggerating, stop listening to the media, stop listening to me, and go read the bills they proposed. Read the definitions and the explanations. Read the descriptions of the organizations they support. An example, one candidate said, I don't really support the Green New Deal. But his running mate is the co-author of that bill. I don't care what label you put on a pig. It's still a pig. I don't care how much lipstick you put on a pig. It's still a pig. The same candidate has said, I absolutely will get rid of fossil fuels. And at the same time, I have no desire to get rid of fossil fuels. I will end fracking. I won't end fracking. Yes, both of them have lots of flaws, but we're not voting about them. We're voting about the kind of society that we will live in. Will we look like Russia in the 70s and 80s? Or we look like America three, to year, three years ago, five years ago, 15 years ago. If you enjoyed the prosperity, whether it was under Bill Clinton, under George Bush, or under Barack Obama, if you enjoyed the prosperity of a free market society, what you're voting for in November is whether we will continue to be a free market society or whether we will all live like the people in downtown San Francisco and downtown LA with high crime, high homelessness, everybody waiting on a check from the government, nobody being a producer in society because there will be no reward for it. It will not matter how hard you work, your paycheck will be the same. It will eventually all be leveled out and there will be no billionaires and hundredaires. They will all be the same. But I promise you this, it's not gonna pull everybody up to the same level. It's gonna pull down the highest level to the lowest level to the lowest common denominator because that's how socialism works. By the way, Lest you think I'm kidding or you think I'm crazy, go back and look it up. The understandings, the worldview of socialism, communism, and Marxism are so much the same. You may think they're different because the labels have been addressed differently. They're not. Their practices, their policies, their expectations, the way they treat humans are the same. Now, I'm going to challenge you. To a little group that I've been doing some work with over the last few months um, I want you to Google the name Bruce Carter and Trump. Just Google it. Find what you can. You can also Google Bruce Carter and Bernie Sanders because he did a lot of work for that campaign as well. Um, but then I want you to go to pickupyourbaton.com. The little card is really simple. The mission is to capture a minimum of 200,000 undecided voters in each 2020 battleground state. The plan is to educate those traditionally disconnected from politics on a daily basis, like black men, undecided voters, and first-time voters. Why? Because there are a whole lot of people out there who don't realize that in the inner cities, sometimes people are just going, I just want a little help. I just need a little help. I just need, help me keep my lights on this month and I'll make it next month. 
And many of those people have been fed the line that I believe is a misleading lie that we'll take care of you, we'll take care of you, we'll take care of you. Just vote for us and we'll take care of you. And really what they're saying is, just trust me, give me your vote, I'll give you a little something, something for it. It's bribery. It's not really taking good care of you. It's really not with your best interest at heart. It's about power and control. But we'll give you a little something, something if you just keep giving us your vote because your vote is power. Your vote is the power to take back your own life. Your vote is the right to decide how you will live your life. And if you're okay with the rest of your life looking like downtown San Francisco, downtown LA, the streets of Minneapolis right now, then they can gladly have your vote because that's the life that's coming. Look at Venezuela, look at Cuba, look at any of the countries that have gone socialist and it only takes a, a generation to go from prosperity to control. If you think you're voting for two different personalities and you like one man's hair, you don't like the other. You like what he said 10 years ago, two years ago, or 10 minutes ago. You better understand they both will lie through their teeth. They both are humans and they have enormous character flaws. Neither one of them is perfect by any stretch of the imagination. But you better ask yourself about the worldview, about the ideas, about the nature of society four years from now, 45 days from now, four months from now. Because I promise you this, your vote counts. What you're not voting for is one personality versus another. What you are voting for is, will we be the America we were? Jobs, opportunity, freedom to move about the country, freedom to go about your daily business, free to live where you wanna live, that we've seen over the last 200 plus years? <clears throat> or will we be today's Cuba, today's Venezuela, or the 1980s USSR? That's what you're voting for. I hope you're voting. I hope you're voting. I don't care if you vote like I vote or not, just vote. Get out there and make your voice heard. And be realistic about what you want for life. The idea of universal basic income will not make you rich. It will barely make you get by. Healthcare for everyone will not be the best healthcare you can get. It will be barely enough to get you by. Just look it up, do your homework. Don't be static and don't vote in ignorance. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day.